Who that? Who in my house? I'm the devil. Who's asking? The devil is not welcome here. <laughs> Who he talking to like that? Talking to your ass. Yo, 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 Sire the Prophets in the building. Once again, it's so, man, J Matt Show. And yes, it is show 14. We in here, man. We done made it 14 shows, bro. Man, is it people actually listening to us? I think so, man. I think it's like three or four people that listen on a regular basis. What's up? What's up, um, three or four people? Man, so I appreciate y'all three or four people, man. Y'all making my life worth doing. You know, I appreciate y'all and everything that y'all do. Just hey, keep tuning in. They say, man, if you if your message reaches just one, you know, you done done the job, right? Oh shit. As long as we well, we reach three, so shit, we winning. Man, we didn't we didn't tripled up. Nigga, we do what we live in life, nigga. All right. Shit, NBC, ABC, like bitch, we need our money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Show it to me. Hey, welcome. I'm your host, <clears throat> Matt. The other voice you hear, of course, he didn't made himself known from the jump side of profit. So we in here, man. Tell me, man, what's up, man? How you been? Anything good happened? Anything bad happened since last? Oh uh, man, you know, um, the job. Um, I'm off. I'm off work for about a month, month and a half from the job right now. So I'm just trying to uh, figure out what I'm gonna do with my time, you know. But uh. You know, not, not like everything. Everything is copacetic, man. I can't really complain, man. You know, just you should you should come up with some fire ass topics. You should have a whole lot of thoughts um, for these podcasts with all that time off. I'm expecting some fire. Yeah, but you you get mad when I be one like because you know I just want to go beast mode. You try to be too politically correct sometimes, and that shit just don't work for us sometimes. I mean, I'm trying to host a show. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be a little bit professional. Like, I don't want to scare oh, off. So you're trying to scare me professional because I'm just, like, a little bit of a savage? I, no, I, I mean, I just... I think what you said. I try to take the high ground. Oh, okay. So we should call you Jay-Z and I'll be Dame Dash then, right? You said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the GOAT, nigga. <laughs> you know? Hey. But for real, man, I don't want to scare off our three listeners, man. We love them. They, they mean a whole lot. And hopefully we're going to double up to six next week on show 15. And then I just want to grow by uh, multiples of three. And then we should be good, man. I'm with that. I'm with that. So, so, um, so just let you, just let the listeners know. I got a, I'm about to have a sixth grader. And she went to orientation this morning. Um, no parents allowed, just the kids. So she felt really um, grown. Yeah, I want. She felt she was feeling herself. Um, you know, she almost act like that was the first day of school. Had the outfit laid out and everything, bro. But, so you got nervous. I mean, I it, she's she she is she is like nobody. At this point, I need to worry about. I don't think I need to worry about her, but she's a she's a little girl. Little girls is, you know, they they got their own little ways about how they do shit. You know what I mean? They advance right, a right, bit, a little bit or not advance. They mature uh, faster than than boys. So it's it's just all them little nuances you got to deal with. But yeah, she had a little orientation. About to have a sixth grader. That's that. Um, Congrats. Yeah, man, I appreciate that they growing up. Um, what else, man? Did I do anything else worth worth speaking on? I don't think so. Oh, I went to church on Sunday because my daughter again. She had. She oh, had- oh, 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 oh! That's what you did on Sunday, huh? Yeah, man. So, you, so did you praise dance? <laughs> I was trying to figure out what's going on. Did you hear Johnny? I don't even know how to praise dance, bro. Oh, you don't know how to praise dance? That's funny, man. Because... But I do know how, I, I know the Holy Ghost dance, though. You should see me hit. Man, you should see me hit my toe step, Nick. Oh, oh, okay. So, so you just went in there. So you just went into the circus and just uh, decided to call the church. Oh, pop, 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 pop. you know what? That is is two different. Actually, um, 
real quick, and then I will get off church. You know what I noticed about church? Um, and it's not not the church that uh, we went to. Like most churches, not not um, the one we we go to, or is they do like con. It's like a concert atmosphere with the music. Now I know it's like I don't know when that transition happened, but it's more more focused on like the the singing and the drums and the instruments. It's like a concert, which is cool. I don't have a problem with it at all. But moving on, moving on. You're a praise dancer. Yeah, I praise dance in my spare time, man. That's what's up. Congratulations, man. I appreciate you, man. I'm sure the Holy Ghost appreciates you as well. Fuck you. Hey, listen. Current event show. We we out here with the current event show. Uh, like I said, we was going to do the my lace, my lace Front Life Part 2 this week, but I think we get I think we need to to make that show um do what it do. So we got to give it its just cause because that's kind of deep. I want to get the perspectives in there and like you said, I think we just need to let it go, man. Straight barbershop talk, not try to be too PC cuz that was my concern. It's like, man, I don't want to go in too hard. I don't want to be talking in circles with everybody and but I still want everybody to stay their peace. I don't know, man. It's a whole lot with that. I mean, I think we just we should just tear off the lace fronts, you know, and and just let and, and let your balls hang, man. And like, shit. And if if we lose a follower, we lose a follower. If we gain five, we gain five. If we don't gain shit, but it's like like we said, the base of the show got to be real, man. So it's like, shit. We meant to offend somebody. Let you let your real hair hang down there, huh? I guess yeah. That's what we got. All right, well, let's get into these topics, man. I got some current events. Um, damn, where should we start, man? Um, shit, dude, let's start with the Browns. The Browns is on hard knocks. Actually, um, they're going to be the second show is airing tonight, so I'm going to be watching that as soon as we done broadcasting. Like, yeah, I'm going to tune in that. Um, I, I, I'm going to be honest. The first one was um, it was very um, exhilarating, to say the least, you know, Um I think, yeah, like, I think that, you know, Landry's a very, 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 very good piece to the puzzle, you know, because I I think. Real quick, do you think he was acting? Because I heard a lot of reporters from the Miami area saying that that ain't how he is. That was all for the cameras. What you thought about his speech? I mean, the thing about it is, is that I, like, I, I heard passion in the way he was talking. Me too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, maybe he didn't feel like he had that voice in Miami, and maybe he just didn't stand up and say that because there was other people that was ahead of him, but he don't feel like there's nobody ahead of him. But I heard actual passion in his voice. And and I think, like, it's – I think, for me, I think one is, is, is a mental thing. You know, I think that there is great people – that play every sport, but it's their it's their mental that's not that's not a winner, and I think that that's where he was trying to go with in regards to the attitude. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's no way that you could say that you're hurt or you're not you don't want to play and y'all and we ain't won a game. And I thought it just made a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like I don't really think you could give him kudos for what he's saying because you know it's it's what should have been said. You know what I'm saying? I so, believe I believed him too because he 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 sounded pissed because somebody know, didn't come to practice. That's what I thought. Well, that's the thing. Like it's 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 that old Browns mentality <clears throat> when niggas is taking days off, riding the bike. You know what I'm saying? Coming up with my my hamstring sore, so I ain't about to practice. If the coach gonna give me a day off, I'm gonna take it. He in there like, dude, I'd have got my nice little contract. I done resign with y'all. Y'all didn't. Y'all won one game in two years. I'm here. We got some other vets here that could have went other places. We decided to come here, and we for real. We can't be around no no losers, no loser mentality. Y'all got to step your shit up. I I respected it. <coughs> what you think? Uh, I mean, honestly, they if the missing or not missing, but the the biggest key here is is Josh Gordon. You think? You do you think now because a lot of the um talk here in Cleveland is that they starting to say or speculate that 
the team is possibly covering up something for Josh Gordon because of how um, how aloof they are with saying why he not there or why he took himself out the mix. What you think it is and why Why you think he, he allegedly put himself back in rehab or took some time off? What you think that's about, man? I, I'm gonna be honest, man. I think I think Josh Gordon struggles with a lot of different demons. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, I think that I think that the um, I think like you know what he tried to portray on that documentary was all like like for the public. You know what I'm saying? But that wasn't really addressing like what his issues were, and and I think that now he's like he's to a point where he has some people that's really talking to him, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, dude, like, we need you. We need you to do this. But it's not like the owner. It's not – it's not the – um, it's not somebody that, that you feel like is higher than you. It's like your peer. It's somebody that you respect. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what my theory is. I don't, I don't necessarily know if he – like, I don't really think he has a problem, but I think, like, in regards to – what the league says he has a problem, but I think it's just demons that he's struggling with and that he doesn't want to affect the team. You know what I'm saying? Like in the middle of the season. So I think that that's what his stance was like with that. So I I honestly, like the way I look at it is that he comes back, man. Cleveland Browns could have like theoretically probably like maybe the, in the top 10 of best receiving cores in the league. Right now, uh, I don't know, man. They, right. I mean, it's a little too early to say, but on paper, I'm, I'm talking about as far as talent. I'm not talking about what they didn't put up now. But Josh Gordon, Josh, Josh Gordon is is a is a top tier receiver right now. Like people still look at him as that. Landry, he's a top, he's a he's a top tier receiver. Now, best at their positions, no, by no means. Um, and then our slot receivers always been good. Our like our our tight ends have been good. I'm really I'm really happy with how um, our quarterback was looking. Honestly, yeah, yeah. The quarterback, the quarterback, um, quarterbacks is looking all right. They looking all right. They looking, they looking better than. Actually, I say it like this. Maybe this is the best way to say it. They look like professionals. Right. It doesn't like have a high school quarterback out there trying to play um NFL ball. So I'm I'm happy with that. You know, I, I like I'm 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 not I'm not a person that thinks that like we're gonna win a Super Bowl. I like I, I was telling I was telling somebody I was talking to the other day, I say, Man, if I if we have a five hundred season, man, that's a Super Bowl to me. I know, it's just so sad. God damn it. Damn you, LeBron. No, I mean, but it's not even bad. Like, I just want to see improvement, man. You know, and 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 that and goes back to the to the whole speech. I think that that was that speech that needs to be said. That you know, we suck. Speech. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you got to be told that you're sorry to know that you're sorry. See, but that's the thing. No, he he not gonna get that speech. Like, like I know what you mean, but a lot of a lot of them is like they wasn't even here last year, so it's like. That can't nobody stand up from last year and get that speech. The only person that could really stand up and get that speech is maybe a rookie, maybe Miles uh, Garrett. Like one of the rookies from last year could probably stand up and get that speech. But look, to me, the most interesting thing out of last week's um, show with Hugh Jackson, man, Hugh Jackson, I swear to me, Hugh Jackson is going to be the downfall of the squad. I feel like if I feel like he's not gonna he's not gonna last the whole season. This motherfucker was in that damn meeting room talking to Ty Haley, like, and he was talking to the whole coaching staff as if nobody else in that room had ever been a head coach before. And he talking like he's one in the league. Like this nigga is terrible, and he talking down to all these coaches with equal, if not more, experience than him, and they've had more wins in the league than him. And this nigga like, yeah, when I was in your seat, I would like nigga, who the fuck is you? But but you know, but you know, a lot of that gotta do with like that black man syndrome as well. You know what I'm saying? It's I, like I think it got more to do 
with this nigga being insecure and trying to trying to overcompensate. That's that's, his, the, that's that black man syndrome. Is it black man or I mean that Napoleon complex? It's like all that. All it's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. I, I like like I, I I don't know why they even picked up Hugh Jackson. Sorry ass. That's the thing. He should not be. He shouldn't be back coaching a third season after winning one game in two. That's just idiotic. That's another Brown shit. Look, I think we need to get off this shit, man. I don't want to bore our listeners with no fucking Cleveland sports talk. This that shit. I you know sports talk radio. Yeah, and plus we don't even have fucking LeBron. That was on. That would be the only fucking shit to talk about around this goddamn time with fucking sports. Fuck that. But I am gonna be watching tonight though. <laughs> So 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 what so what um so what should we go walk down now, man? Oh well, since we still talk about the league, so uh the league is introducing the first two male cheerleaders. Did you hear about it? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. So look, the first male cheerleaders. Um, what's his name? One of them's name is Quentin Perrin. And the other one's name is Napoleon Jennies. For the Rams and the Saints, then picked up the first two male cheerleaders. So we're going to have bruh man stepping, high stepping, kicking, and leotards next to the uh, nice, beautiful ladies. Man. Rah, rah, shish, nigga. Hey, man. They sprinkling this ball juice everywhere. I don't know what it is, man, but but it's just the world we live in now, man. I'm not I'm not homophobic by no by no means, but I don't. It's just weird that when you turn on the TV, you just see more and more homosexual activity and and shit that you got to explain to your kids. I swear, if that fucking a or that fucking condom commercial come on one more time, when my kid my son is in the room, like. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, I seen it. But you, you know, you know what else is like really fucked up though. What is that? It's like if you say something about like what's happening with homosexuals, it's like you gotta hate all homosexuals, right? Right. But people could stop and talk about blacks. They could talk about Chinese, and it's just like you're just talking about an issue, like that specific issue. And it's just like, man, I just don't understand that whole concept that. You know, if I say that like I don't agree with this, then it's like you hate all homo you like you hate all homosexuals. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's it's I think it's it's ridiculous, A. You know, um and B it's it's like man, at this point I don't even know if anybody's homophobic. Even like the people that say that they're homophobic, they're not really homophobic because you have to deal with homo it's it's almost like like you could be a racist to home to homosexuals, but you can't really be homophobic because homophobic means like I can't deal with you, I can't talk to you. There's nobody like that no more. No, it's some it's some people out here like that, man. I mean, hope I mean, luckily it's fewer than them, you know, fewer of them than it is of the people that's tolerant. But it's some hate <coughs> hate filled people out here, man. It really is. But you're right though. Uh, uh, when you talk about the LGBT. Is it another letter on the end of there that they added? LGBT, I think. Okay, I, I think it's another one, man. But whatever. It seems like when you talk about that community, it feel it's like they the elevated themselves above all minority groups to be like at the top where you need to go out your way to accommodate their lifestyle or how they feel or how you want to you how you supposed to address them. It's like. How the fuck is y'all elevated above all other people? Because y'all want to be like, like I don't get it. That shit is weird. Like y'all motherfuckers got to wait in line for rights too. But Obama, Obama came through. That was they. That was they. Uh, black Superman right there. Black Superman. Oh. You remember that song? <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. I didn't even realize Shaq was on that shit. Yeah, crime fighting what I do. <laughs> so yeah, man, we got we got the first um two male dancers in the league. Um 
Rams and the Saints, Quentin Perrin and Napoleon Jennies. You guys have a great season out there. We wish you the best. Don't sprain your fucking nut muscle. And don't break a leg, please, guys. Ladies or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we uh, move on moving on before we get in trouble in this motherfucker. Uh hey, did you <laughs> and I actually scrolled a I scrolled a, a across this on my timeline. I just thought it was it was funny. Um, uh, big boy, you know, the DJ big boy, he got a um, TV slash radio show. He had Kim K on there and it, Kim K said that, um, Northwest, her daughter, I mean, Kanye, her and Kanye's daughter, uh, finally asked her why she famous. She popped the question to mommy, like, mommy, why are you famous? And I think you probably had to see the clip to see her, uh, Kim face. She is like, uh, because next skills, <laughs> like, uh, because I know how to work two hands. Uh, like she trying to come up, trying to she trying to think of something, but of course, she she come up with because I have a TV show. Like, mommy's famous because we have a TV show. Mm-hmm. Now she ain't say. Now, what you think? What you think? How you think that conversation is gonna go when she? Yeah, because I mean, you're not gonna be able to to keep the parental restrictions on the internet that long. I mean, eventually, someone's gonna share a video of, of why her mommy's famous, man. I mean, I mean that that's awkward. That's what. Do, what do you do as a kid when you see your mommy for the first time sucking another man's dick and he ain't your daddy? I mean, I think that this and this is this is I think it's going to be a lot different for a kid that grows up in Hollywood and around all those type of things. She versus she ain't gonna think she ain't gonna think twice of it, huh? Yeah, I just you know like. See, like we we come from a place where, you know, you you believe you believe that it's this way, this way, this way, right? You gotta also understand that this this the same kid is going to see a granddad that is, um, you're going to see a granddad that is just changed himself to a woman. Oh yeah, I forgot about grand granddad mom. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's so it's like one of those things that. They come from a different, a different thought process. You know what I'm saying? Like you come from a different, acceptable social setting, right? So, a kid that grows up in the hood, if if your if your dad came up selling dope, right, and you know about that, it's like I mean, or like you don't know about it, but then like somebody asks you, like, how did you get rich? How did your dad get rich? And then you like, oh, you ask him. It's not really that crazy if he said because selling dope because of where you come from because everybody around you sell dope right right now you may not have known that's how it happened but it's like oh okay so I think that I don't think it's gonna be that bad for him for real you know what I'm saying and I'm, as crazy as Kanye is and you know and out to lunch that like the Kardashians sing and all honestly I'm gonna say that they probably some of the most planted people in the world because they really they really don't care how people judge them. They're on their own mission. And for you to be on your own mission and not care how people judge you, you have to be very planted in what your thought process is. What the fuck is their thought process? Like, be the best hoes we can be? You can't, like, the thing about it is the only one you can really say is that's really like a ho-ho is really Kim K. Like, and you can't, you can't, listen, like I like me and my dude was talking about this shit a long time ago, well, a couple couple years ago, right? You never really heard about Kim K like fucking just like random niggas, right? You never heard about that. You never heard you never heard any of them just fucking random people. Everybody that's because they got that's because they come from money, man. They, they so listen, listen to what I'm saying though. Everybody that they ever fucked with, they always been in relationships with, pretty much, right? The 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 oldest sister, she was always with the one dude. Um, was name Scott, you know, um, um, Chloe, she bounced around, but she really didn't bounce around that much. She like, what, what do we know? Three relationships she had. Kim was probably the one that bounced around the most, 
you know, and even with that is, is that you always know they're being in a relationship. I just think that. Hey man, you sound like a Kardashian apologist. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm no, I'm, a, I'm being a realist because it's like Chloe. Chloe is also a hoe. She's been about. I can probably name as many niggas, and and they all NBA niggas. But but all right, so so how many bitches can you name in the hood that didn't fuck more niggas than them? That ain't got no money. That's different. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you when you when you fucking in poverty, man, it's like a hobby, man. It's almost like the thing. So is so why is it not a hobby when you fucking in in, in wealthy? Because these motherfuckers is like pussy terrorists, man. They picking niggas off. They 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 going from nigga to nigga, ruining. Man, this some they on some get out shit, man. I don't I don't. Listen, I'm I'm not I'm not agreeing with it, but what I'm when I what I'm saying is is that I don't think that it'd be very hard for like it's, it it becomes not very hard to tell you. if you're a real person with yourself and you mm. yourself or whatever. Like it doesn't become it, it starts it stops not being hard to tell your kids your mistakes. You know what I'm saying? It's only hard to tell your kids your mistakes when you don't respect your mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would never be scared to tell my son anything that I've, that I've done in my life. You know what I'm saying? Or anybody else's. If I got ever, if I was ever remarried or anybody else's kids I would be around, I'm willing to tell them my story because I'm not ashamed of anything that I've done. You know what I'm saying? Now, where it's gotten me today, you know what I'm saying, then that's fine. But I, I think that, you know, People only feel like they need to hold things back when they're ashamed of it. There's nothing being ashamed in, in growth. So if you so if, if my mother if my mother has so pussy and she had to tell me she sold pussy at one point in time in life to put food on the table and now she's at a different level in her life, it's like I could probably only have the utmost respect for her. I, I when I guess since you put it that way. Um, maybe she won't have a hard time telling her her daughter Northwest, because I mean that's what that's how she that's how she got on. So don't hold don't hold back. You know, I, and and that's, and I think that's for everybody. I think that like people get so caught up on you know like even like when I watch you know we were talking about power or whatever, but like when you watch that, it's like they they don't want to tell their kids. But I think that I think that like really. When you tell somebody exactly where you came from and where you at, that's like more, more of a testimony than showing where you at. You know what I'm saying? Or like that gains more respect to me. Showing the showing the scars, right. uncovering scars, showing them wounds, right. and then yeah, and then coming coming out on the other end because yeah, you're right, man. In the in the pain and the struggle and shit. Not to get too serious, deep, but. That's where you really, really get to reflect and get them, get them hardest um, lessons. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could dig it, man. I could dig it. Um, what else we got, man? Oh, oh, um, just another, another random um, story I came across scrolling in the damn international waters. You know what? I swear, man. I swear, these people is so freaking creative with how they do this shit. But a big ass ship, I don't know how big this shit was, but it looked like it looked bigger than a cruise ship. You know what I'm saying? Cruise ship is huge. Um, oh, yeah, it's it like a cargo ship. Mm-hmm. You know how with the big containers on them. But anyway, this big ass ship that was, I think, coming from Panama or going to Panama, but it was in international waters. It got flagged by the Italian police. They roll up on the ship and, and pull over, nigga, however you pull over a boat. They stop. They hop on, and they find 20 tons of hash in the fuel tanks, man. 20 fucking tons of hash. They say that shit was worth $230 million in the streets. That's crazy, man. Now... I don't know too much about hash. I never really smoked hash. Like maybe a couple of times. I didn't know the demand for hash was so high that you got to ship twenty tons across international waters. Like, but you, God damn. But you got to think. You got to think, right? That two hundred and twenty tons was coming to. It may have been coming to the U.S., but it's gonna get flooded to the the um, Canada. It's gonna get flooded to the U.S. 
Mexico, South America. So, like, it's not really like, you know, every drug has its marketing. Ain't Panama in South America before we sound like some assholes? Yeah, it's a it's an island, but but I'm saying so they might have had they might have had to stop and it was gonna get flooded. But what I'm saying is it, some of us gonna reach that area. You know what I'm saying? Because I think Panama is its own island. Yeah, let, let's let's get off the. I don't have no um. No I can't look it up. Hold on, I, I probably can't. Hold on. Let <laughs> me look at what Panama is like, like. These fucking idiots don't know what the goddamn hell they talking about. Let me see. Come on, let me see. Where, and I'm I'm googling right now, guys. All right, Google Panama. But I think Panama. I mean, 220 tons. That's going a lot. Of, that's going a lot of different ways. That's going like from one central point to like one huge disbursement uh, distribution point. And that shit going all different type of ways from there, man. Because that's a lot. 220 tons, man. That's that's ridiculous. So, Panama is a country located in the Central America region of North America, bordering both the Caribbean Sea and North Pacific North Pacific Ocean between Colombia and Costa Rica. Okay, yeah. So we both right. Yeah. So so it's it, so it's so it's one of those things that like yeah that was gonna get dropped off for it to be funneled up, and you know like I think that they're like man. A lot of drugs that come into the United States, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, are ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Let's be clear. Um, there, there's really the amount of drug consumption that people do. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like, just think about the amount of, like, just think of the drugs that are in the black community, right? You you like everybody knows somebody that's probably smoking up an ounce of um, crack cocaine, probably. You know what I'm saying? Because they're a crackhead. They smoke that shit all day, every day. That's what they do, right? Right. You know a nigga that's smoking up an ounce of weed every other day. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? You know niggas that's smoking. It's just it's it's like drugs. You know people that's 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 taking fucking. 50 Percocets a week. You know what I'm saying? The drug culture, man. Hey, do you think, not just to, not to take you off your subject, but do you think the drug culture is worse now than, the, like, in the 60s? Uh, I really think, I think that the drug culture now is worse than the 60s because at least... And neither, neither one of us was alive in the 60s, so we really have no business answering this shit. <laughs> no, the reason why I say that is is because in the 60s, niggas was doing pure shit, right? It wasn't really no additives to it and shit like that for real, right? The drug culture now is that, like, they got scientific-created drugs, shit like that. Like, most of the shit that niggas was doing in the 60s was shit that was, like, naturally grown. You know what I'm saying? Like, opium and all that shit, it was in its damn near its purest forms. But back then, though, um, on the flip side, like, just a different angle, the users, the users of so they wasn't they wasn't like like the parents and all the 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 everybody that was square wasn't on drugs. The users was you know they was in the hip. They went to the parks and the the countryside and they was doing their drugs and on their own. Like it was a whole different part of the society that was like outcast kind of. But now that shit is like common. That's like common shit for just a partaking, and it's like accepted across like all the genres of music it kind of accept all the drug culture and like I don't know maybe maybe I'm looking at it differently no I I, I think you're absolutely looking at it like I think you're looking at it very different because I think all the time it's always been accepted amongst amongst the 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 music industry and it like drugs didn't really like if you really look at drugs the only time drugs became a negative like in society was in the 80s when crack came out. Before that, people were doing coke lines and heroin anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, Word, yeah, you're right. Um, the crack era was the only time where it was like, you didn't want people to know that you do crack for real. You know what I'm saying? You can snort cocaine, but you can't do crack. That so I the, think that was the drug that everybody shamed you for because that was the right. 
low budget cheap shit. Right, right, right. So I think we're getting back to the to the 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 uh, the basis of the drugs of where it's like it's okay to do drugs because everybody needs an outlet. That's how people look at it, type of shit. Yeah, these niggas walking around like zombies, though. Maybe yeah, we talked. We talk, I, I know we talked. We talked about that. That might be a new. We might need to do a, a zombie show. We call that shit the Walking Dead. <laughs> the Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. That that should have take up some time. Hey, speaking of um <coughs> zombies and Walking Dead, it's a sad story though, man. Um, you heard about Dwayne Johnson? Not not the Rock. You know, nothing, nothing happened to the Rock. This is a uh, this Dwayne Johnson. Was a uh, he's it's a sad story, man. He's currently terminally ill. For all listeners, if you haven't heard about it, um, he for the past two and a half years he worked as a like a school janitor or a groundskeeper, and for that two and a half years he would spray the chemical Roundup like thirty plus times a year. They say um, just keeping the grounds nice for the school. I guess during that time or or after that time, he became terminally ill with with a form of cancer. I can't remember right now, but he filed a lawsuit against Monsanto, the big uh, conglomerate, the big old um, drug. I call them drug dealers, but because they do they do all the GMO shit and they so they produce a lot of the pesticides that's out in the market, too. now, not to cut you off, but it's completely funny a fucking company can make GMO mm. fruits like that. You say, are they? I'm saying it's mighty funny that they can do that and also make the pesticides for this shit. So it's like, bitch, you gonna kill me and grow and grow shit that don't give me no nutrition. But go ahead. Yeah, they they real dirty, man. Like they super dirty, man. Like oh yeah. So um. Dwayne Johnson filed a lawsuit against Monsanto and he was he actually won. So I think he's the first person to actually win a lawsuit. And they granted this nigga $289 million. $289 million. Now the sad part about it is Monsanto is going to appeal. And you know why they the courts is wrapped up in the appeal process. You ain't getting no bread. And with a big multi-billion, they're probably worth trillions of dollars, man, honestly. You'll never see the money. Yeah, you'll never see it because they have the money to draw this shit out forever. And this man is terminally ill. He won't see it. That shit is the sad part. So what's your thoughts on it, man? Go ahead, speak. Man, I mean, like, you know, it goes to show you that um, capitalism is 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 very strong in America. Like that's a right. Um, he'll never see the money. Like his his kids' kids, what they're going to end up doing is taking a, a a a lot less settlement. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be well. We'll give you guys three million dollars, and just there's nothing else that you guys could say about this. It'll be a quiet settlement that I never make the news type of deal. You know what I'm saying? I could see that happening for sure. And the the bad part about that is is that that's what that's what really discourages people of the world or the United States more so in really taking a stance against these companies because it's not really to your benefit. You know, um, a you have to find a lawyer that's willing to go that's willing to go to the long haul with you, right? And then B, you have to be willing to, and able to go through that long call. When a lot of times people just like, oh, forget it. You know, they're ready to move on. So it's just it's just a sad situation, man, that, you know, money can buy. Like money, like you could kill somebody legally as long as you got money and there's no consequence to it. Like, like the bigger the bigger question is, is that when are they gonna pull these products? When is when is this going to change? You know, so you know they can have all these action lawsuits against them, but like you say, if the money if the money is longer, you know, then they say, well, you should have been wearing a mask, or 
you know, it's just it's just one of those situations where they're like the American the American person won't see any restitution for what's what's happening to them. You know, sort of like when you go back to the coal mines and shit like that. Like they were killing off people left and right, and they didn't want to pay these motherfuckers. The dirty man, dirty capital, capitalistic system. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to say that. No, 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 no. Like I was, I was, I was done. My thought is just, it just really is fucked up, man. It's just, you know, I just wish that, like, I wish that our political system was a lot stronger. And for the people, you know, um, and and that's where I like where you stop. You have to stop and stop believing in the Constitution and all that shit because these motherfuckers really don't care about you. Oh no, they trying to they trying to uh, pretty much get rid of the Constitution as we know it. They that shit been in the works for a few years. Absolutely. Before before uh, George Bush. You know what I'm saying? That's back to senior and all that shit, man. They trying to get rid of that shit. But Monsanto, man, they own a lot of shit. If you still around Google, man, you should Google Monsanto and see how much shit they pretty much control out here because like you said, these motherfuckers really should not exist. But they have all these products and the money so long they uh they they pretty much for the reason that they're doing the appeal is because they feel like they have so much uh, documentation showing that the product is safe. And, you know what I mean? It's just because Roundup is sold everywhere. Home Depot, CVS. I mean, it's everywhere. So it's like, and, prop, and he probably going to have to find a lawyer that's going to do it pro bono. Like, that's, gonna, that's a lot of bread to fight that monster, bro. And they know that. So, like you said, there'd probably be some type of quiet-ass settlement. That's We'll never hear about it. Uh, yeah, you're right. This story will probably go away pretty quick, man. Well, funny thing is, I just... I just pulled up... Um, Monsanto, just on, just on Google, just real quick. Um, so, one of the things that I read... This is it's over 4,000 cancer patients are suing Monsanto in numerous states' courts for failure to warn the public about the cancer, the risk of cancer associated with Roundup weed killer. So that's that's all stemming um, from from the same issue, right? Um, then they also have March March against Monsanto. A war protest against Monsanto and GMOs took place on May 25, 2013. The number of protesters who took part in, I'm sorry, took part is uncertain. Figures of hundreds of thousands or two million were variously cited according to organized protests in 436 cities and 52 countries took part. All right, what is, what's the, what's the uh, gist of that story? Don't read the whole thing, nigga. No, I'm not reading the whole thing. That's just basically it's it's about the GMOs. They they were protesting against the GMO um creation. So in 436 cities people were protesting and 52 countries. This recent? This is in 2013. Oh, so yeah, this should been going on for a minute. For a minute. So, you know, um Now, <laughs> funny, Monsanto pay in August 2000, 2003, um, Monsanto agreed to pay plaintiffs $700 million to settle claims by over 20,000 um, Aniston residents. This was something that happened in Aniston, Alabama. So, they, so, so obviously these guys are doing bad business, but hey, we move on from these pieces of shit. Google Monsanto, um, read up on them. They're pieces of shit. Yeah, Monsanto, M-O-N-S-A-N-T-O, nigga. Yeah, you. Speaking of uh, other pieces of shit and a whole lot of fucking money, did you hear that uh, the new president, Trump, military branch? Um. Yeah, I I had seen, I read something on that, but I didn't, I didn't get to devour myself into it. 
um, in regards to exactly what the branch was um, created for? So I didn't look. I don't have the story. I don't. I didn't read up on the whole lot of it either. But I just thought it was super interesting that that hasn't made any major headlines though. Like it's funny how the news will like say some shit and not really report on it in depth. And the stuff that they just say and never say again be like the major shit. But then the shit that they draw out stories on for days on end be the bullshit. Be like, oh, yeah, the White House press secretary farted yesterday. Like, you know what I'm saying? They'll talk about that shit for days about the etiquette of the White House press secretary and how bad the fucking farts stank and what she should have ate in her diet. But they won't talk about that this nigga Trump then created the fucking Space Force, nigga. A goddamn Space Force. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just put it up. See, you shouldn't have told me to pull up Google. Now this is like... <laughs> don't, be, don't be the uh, reporter. We still got a show to do. So they're responsible for protecting national security in outer space. But truthfully, since since I don't have any, any other information on this, I do want you to Get a if you see something good, read that. Let me see here. It says, um, it just like I'll just give you the top bullet points. Um, on its three, it's only three. It says President Trump is directing the Pentagon to create the Space Force as a sixth uh, military branch. The president first floated the idea in March as a part of a national security strategy. The White House, the Air Force, and Secretary of Defense James Mathis disapproved of creating six branches of military last year. Uh, I hear my director. What you think of what? So, so first off, first off, let's just deal with the simple fact that we that we live in in we we living out movies that we watched twenty years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, we are about to have a, a space force, my nigga. Like, is we is we about to be building? Uh, uh, a big ass military base out there, bitch, somewhere. What's really happening, man? Like, this is the thing. Tell me, man. What do they know that we don't know, man? Now, of course, a whole lot, but what the fuck is going on, man? The motherfuckers put on a whole nother world. Go ahead, man. Speak, man. Say it, man. Cause I mean, like you know, it's 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 they basically trying to clear. Like whenever the United States is doing something, it's like it's trying to clear our other people's eyes of seeing what's going on. So basically, it's like we need to clear this because we need to be able to build this. Like if this shit go to shit, the people that got money, we need to be able to move. I think it's that. I think the elite have always had a plan B. Uh, throughout history, you know how when they 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 designed them grand castles and shit with underground secret passageways when shit hit the fan. Yeah, niggas always been they always be prepared for for the worst because they because they they thoughts is is fucking evil, so they gotta think of fucking escape plans if we ever get onto their shit, fucking evil bastards. Yeah. Yeah, that's some wild shit, though, man. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the listeners, man. Y'all can dive deep into that shit however much you want. I, I really want to look at it. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, man. We might we might not hear nothing from the space force for another 15 years, man. Until some other space, shit. You, you ain't gonna hear from the space force till they start talking about like everybody gonna load their ships and uh, nigga, you ain't got no ship number. <laughs> Or that shit could just be a big ass front in the middle of funneling that money somewhere fucking else, man. Who knows, nigga? Right, true. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but what's up with our what's up with our fellow black men, man? So I don't know if you ever experienced it on your job or not, but have you ever experienced the um the black who really, really, really wanna climb that ladder and, and be the H and I see in his said establishment or his 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 place of employment, and of course oh, you talking, you're talking about the cool. Yeah, of course everybody above him, uh, uh, up on 
on that ladder is white. And do do you have you ever encountered that that black dude who wants to impress, you know what I'm saying, they fellow officers or, or they peers and just reprimand you or just tear you a new one? Like you ever you ever run across that in, in, in your in your working day? You know it's funny that you asked me that. It's because uh, I've, I've encountered that with, like, dudes that I really know. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to hang you out the drive. Like, it's not really a reprimanding type of thing, but they'll right. hang you out the drive type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they leave like, And it'd be like, you didn't even have to do that type shit. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even like, like, that wasn't even something you had to do. Like, you took it upon yourself to do it. And... I think that that's just that it's, it's it all goes back to just the the train mentality that you know the only way to move up is to step on one of us. Well, let me let me set up. Let me uh, actually not set up. I just did. Let me tell let me tell the listeners what we talking about. So it was a cop in Baltimore. I'm sure y'all probably heard of this story. I don't have the names, but it was a Baltimore cop um, who was basically stopping a, a, another black dude. Looked like he was in his um, maybe late forties or early fifties or something. He, he, well, he he didn't look too good either way, and it was two black cops on the scene, and you couldn't hear the audio, but you saw everything that happened, and it looked like um, the civilian. He was he had his back against the brick wall, and clearly the cop and him was exchanging some words. Maybe he was asking the questions, or the the cop was giving him some orders, and the guy wasn't just wasn't uh, going along with whatever he wanted the cop to do. Now, it did look like um, when the cop reached, the black cop reached towards, reached his hands towards the civilian, he kind of, the dude kind of like tried to swat the cop's hand away, and that's when the nigga lost it. I mean, he squared up on the dude and just got to whooping his ass like, like he was boxing De La Hoya, man. I mean, he was bobbing, he was weaving. He hit him with some hooks, some jabs. The cop was beating this nigga's ass. Like, he didn't attempt to arrest him. He didn't attempt to pull out no handcuffs. He wanted to put hands on dude. That shit was wild. What you think about that? I mean, I'm going to take two sides of this, right? Hey, he put hands on him, man. He had some combinations and everything. He was impressive. I'm going to say that. I rather like like the thing about it is that I just don't understand like how and this is just my thing with cops it's just like how do I have to just listen to you though you know so it's it's I know it's a thing of authority but like when you really think about it, it's like dude you you went to an academy for three months right how do I have to just sit down right here or do this but, <laughs> Like, it's like, let's just be clear. You know what I'm saying? Like, you make you make less money than me throughout the year. You know what I'm saying? How can you tell me what to do? But secondly, it's the thing about that shit is, is that it'd be like the dude assaulted the police officer because he slapped his hand. Hey. <laughs> Oh no, man, but the, I, just took a whole ass, I just took a whole ass whooping. The cop looked like he was punching the speed bag. <laughs> but I just took a whole ass whooping, but they gonna say I saw to the police officer. But like but like if you on the flip side, mm-hmm. if a if a cop comes to you and they're they're if they're if they're overly aggressive, right? If they're overly aggressive towards you. Why is it not assault on you? You know what I'm saying? So anything you do to a cop, it's automatically you're assaulting a police officer. Automatic. Automatically. But it's like you could whip my whole ass. So, like, for me, I want to see that nigga go to jail. This is just the real talk. I don't give a fuck if it's a nigga, white boy, or anybody. I don't like the boys in blue too much, for real. You know what I'm saying? That was assault, man. That was straight up assault. If you feel like that you could whoop on a nigga at any given time, like I was I was having a conversation with somebody a couple of days ago and I say that, you know, the thing about like taking certain certain fucking positions in life, right? Like if I become a police officer, like I have to be able to handle the things of my job, right? Because 
it, it's a part of your job. And we were talking about football, you know, like if football, boxing, just like gladiator sports, right? If you decide to be a gladiator, you can't ask anybody to save you from being a gladiator. You decided this fate for yourself. True. So you got to be able to deal with the, the um, what do they call it? The, um, the occupational hazards. That's a big word. Like yeah. That. You know what I'm saying? So if you're a cop, the, occup the occupational hazards of being a cop is you're going to get some people that are threatening. That, that doesn't mean that you have to act threatening towards them. You know what I'm saying? Because your job is to de-escalate. You know what I'm saying? So if if you don't hold people, like it's like if I go on my job and I like I'm talking to a customer and they say something crazy to me and I just get to call them out of their name because they disrespected me, I lose my job. As you should. As I but if I'm a cop. I could whoop on your whole ass because you disrespected me and then it's because you were assaulting me. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I can't stop laughing. Hey, man. I know, man. I feel bad for the dude who got beat up. Because he, he got his whole ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, is that and and, I, and the thing about it is, I'm not saying he didn't deserve to get his whole ass or That's not what I'm saying. Oh, my goodness. But not when – the thing about it is, if the cop would have whooped his whole ass and he wasn't on the job, it's all fine and dandy. But you whooped his whole ass while he was on the job. <laughs> you deserve to pay. Hey, hey but the, the other black cop, man, he ain't no – he didn't know what to do. He know what to do. He was looking. He looked. Like, you know what? You know what? Look, he he looked like he was the dude girlfriend. It was like, oh my gosh, I should stop this. <laughs> he was like, is this nigga really? <laughs> he just wailing on this nigga, man. He was so he was so disrespected by the hand slap. He was like, oh nigga, nigga, don't you? Like when you really think about that shit is is that this is something that you're supposed to expect. So like you're not supposed to react like that. So I think you should be reprimanded. I know a lot of people go, they be like, well, he's black and this. I don't give a fuck, man. Cause like black or white, man, all the motherfuckers stick together nine times out of ten. There's a couple of real ones in that shit. But man, his ass need to be reprimanded, man. Fuck that nigga. He could lose his job. Because that's what I think that happens when you when you don't follow company protocol, that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, you're right, man. I, I didn't look up what happened to him. Don't get back on Google, man. We about to move on, man. But we is gonna move. We gonna move on to um, the last police story. <laughs> and this one is this one is embarrassing, man. I don't know if you heard about this one, but out in Union City, California. Um, this is a police chief story. His name is Daryl McAllister, another black guy. You heard about him? Yeah. Okay. Daryl McAllister had to identify his son as the perpetrator beating an elderly man on the street for no reason at all. And it didn't make, I mean, to make to make the situation worse for some stereotypical thug, young, young thug type shit, some Trayvon Martin. Oh, he's a young black man with a hood. He must be threatening. God damn it. Why the little nigga name got to be Tyrone? What the fuck? God damn. I mean. Damn it, Tyrone. Your daddy is the police chief. And you beaten. He, he kicked. He put. He actually didn't even push the old man down. He kicked him in the stomach. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's not that's not like a kid taking like some candy from another kid. Oh no. What I really can't make sense of it, man. They need to this the police chief need to come up with another he needs to come up with a statement from his son like you got to explain this dude like you have to explain it and he spit on the old man when he was on the ground like 
that look that almost looked like a hate crime. You know, I, I'm not saying it wasn't a hate crime, and this I think the, uh, the old man he had one of them uh, what you call it, like a burka. He had one of them headdresses on, like like one of the Indian guys. And I don't even want to speak on it. <laughs> no, all jokes aside, though, I, I like it's it's one of those things that you know, like when a kid grow up and his father's probably been a cop his whole life, right? And you just want to be cool, so you just do extremely stupid shit. Just so, just that uh, rebellious. Yeah, yeah, like. Because there's no reason to beat up no old man unless you're just extremely stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Slap the old man because he said something crazy to you. But actually beat the old man up. Hell no. Nah. Yeah, that shit was wild, man. That shit was wild. But I can tell you, I think I think that's I think that's more rebellious. And and, and if you go back and I can almost assure you that if you go back in between their, their history, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot more there's a lot more bones than that. You know what I'm saying? And I can guarantee you that he wasn't surprised that Tyrone was doing what the fuck Tyrone was doing, man. You know, um maybe you should well, he, he would have been better off if Erica Badu would have caught his ass that night. <laughs> he did say that uh was it was, there was a statement by the police chief uh he was talking about some along the lines how he was surprised how uh, he would turn out to do something like this, raising this blah, 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 you know, values, blah, 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 blah. But like you said, when you sheltered and you got a good upbringing and you a young black dude probably living a, around a whole lot of, you probably probably live in a real good neighborhood. You trying to live out some of that shit you hear in the rap music and you just, you just get stupid, man. You don't have Guidance to it, you know what I'm saying? So, like, Daddy stupid, about to lose that little integrity he got. It it was like when being cool goes wrong, man. <laughs> man, this is crazy, young dummies, man. What the fuck? Hey, did you um did you come across anything before we before we get out of here? Oh, besides that, I was amazing um my whole life. Um, I mean, I saw some things, but you know, I really didn't catch nothing that really that really stood out in, in my in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? In, in regards to um, in regards to the things that are important in life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I did read I did read some shit. Right? I don't know if you read it. This might this might spark some interest. Did you hear that they're trying to make pedophilia legal in America? What the fuck, man? Really? Really? You gonna drop this story on me at the end of the podcast? I just, I just thought I should, I just thought I should like tinkle, tinkle a berry with that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, they're they're saying that, um, and I want to pull up these stats because I was reading the stats the other night, and this is just something that um people should just pay, pay attention to. All right, make make it quick, nigga. With your googling ass. We ain't doing the Google shit. But you gonna have to have your- no, no, this is this is this is not this is not just this is not just like because of Google. This was just like something I, I was actually reading the story, so I started Googling, right? That's after I was reading the story. So um let me see here. Um they were giving me the breakdown. I'm trying to find the breakdown. There's something there's somewhere since um, 2017. There's 200,000 children that have been married. Um, to, to older men. All right, and women. Legally married. Yes. Okay, that's the dude. I'm telling you. How I'm supposed to go into this, man? I mean, we're not gonna go into it. We're not gonna go into it. But I just, I, if I could find these, see these numbers real quick, I would love to find them. If I can't, then I will. We'll we'll bring them up on another one. But I think this is something that we really need to talk about. That you know, I find disturbing. 
you know, and I'm sure that you would even find more disturbing having a young daughter, you know, um, girl. And I find it disturbing, like, you know what I'm saying, as well, like, you know, a, a young woman being married to an old-ass man is just disgusting to me. Matter of fact, I just want to drop that. We're going to, we're going to. Podcast down, nigga. God damn. Huh? I said, wait, way to bring the podcast mood down. What the fuck? You going to end with pedophilia, nigga? What, what you want me to say? Good lord, you should save that <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> so look, this is this is these are these are the these are some of the numbers that I that I that I got. It said at least two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, two hundred seven thousand, four hundred sixty-eight minors married in the US between two thousand and two thousand fifteen. Okay. Um of those, the youngest children to marry were Three ten-year-old girls in Tennessee in two thousand and one. What the fuck? There were and who were married to men of ages of twenty-four, twenty-five, and thirty-one. In the United States. In the United States, the youngest groom was an eleven-year-old boy, also in Tennessee, who married a twenty-seven-year-old woman in two thousand six. So those are just some numbers. We'll bring out some more numbers, and we'll I do a lot more research to have, like to give you guys some more uh, in depth. Okay. I don't know if we're gonna be going in depth on the fucking pedophilia. You just really, you just really brought my mood down, man. I want to thank you on behalf of the listeners. I'm sorry, man. I didn't have anything. That was something I was I read up on, man. Because I'm, I'm gonna have to think twice about asking you if you got any news for us, man. Hey, man. You know, hey, it is. God damn, man. Well, on that note, it's been a great show. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> we leave with a bang, bang. Oh, man. Listen, Check me appreciate, out. Y'all, appreciate y'all tuning in. Show 14. We got 15 coming up next week. I'm not about to say right now what the title is going to be or what it's going to be about because I might change my mind. And and he might come with some old, uh, more depressing. He might want to talk about uh, fucking, I don't know, corns next week and how bad is and why he need to go to the damn um, uh, where you be going to get hey. the massages and shit. Um, I got a little private massage booth, man. You know, it's called Flexology, man. Go get flexed on, you know. But hey, look, here's the thing. Check me out, Sire underscore the profit. You know what I'm saying? We we here, we always, we always gonna be here. This is the new movement, the J Mass show, man. We just we just trying to do the best things that we can do with the with the voice that we have. There you have it, people. We out, man. We love y'all. Till next time. Peace. Bye.